to this, the latest edition of Gear, Gadgets and Gizmos in collaboration with our friends at RIDC, the Research Institute for Disabled Consumers. You're very welcome and I hope you enjoy the show. I'm delighted to have with me, well not physically with me today, but certainly on the show, um, an old chum of mine, Ross Hovey. And I'm going to let Ross introduce himself and tell you a little bit about himself before we start in on the programme proper, looking at the stuff he uses. So, hi, Ross. Good to have you on. Hi, Phil. Good to speak to you. And uh, tell us a bit about yourself, you know, what you do, what your impairment is, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I, uh, I'm Ross Hovey, as you already mentioned. Um, I have spinal muscular atrophy type 2. Um, and I'm a full-time user of an electric wheelchair, and um, my impairment means that um, I rely quite heavily on the support of um, carers, personal assistants, support workers to undertake sort of everyday um, tasks. Mm -hmm. um, but I can, with my you know, adapted car, uh, drive a car, and I work full-time for Boys um, Banking Group as their accessibility manager. Um, and, yeah, um, I am a little bit more about me. I'm a, I'm a crazy, crazy football fan and travel all around the, the country and even sometimes into Europe to watch my beloved Liverpool. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's me. Uh, even Liverpool get an ad on the show. Very good. Um, so, you're, I mean, you, you, you live with support workers providing your support obviously but you live on your own you've got your own adapted property and that kind of thing yep so i live in a i live in a bungalow which i have lived in for about 14 years originally um, with my parents and then i um for want of a better term um, asked them to leave um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and and then i i at the same time smart home technology was developing and i managed to um I guess adapt my home both in terms of smart technology but also adapt it in terms of you know, simple things like a wet room and, and level access and lots of useful things like that. But yeah, I live full time on my own and I've got um, a team of about three, three and a half um, people that look after me. I guess you could call them support workers. In, in the workplace, I call them support workers. At, at home, I tend to call them sort of you know, carers, personal assistants. Right. Never know which like which way to address them. Yeah, I, I, I guess PA is the best way. To yes, them. yes. I suppose when you live with your mum and dad, they'd be the people I would tend to call carers because they had the relationship, yeah. didn't they? And it's interesting you say that because 14 years ago, I don't think the, even the iPhone was around. Um, no. So you know, the technology, smart home technology, is so is coming on a million miles an hour. It makes such a difference. So let's um, that's that's very helpful. Thanks, Ross. So. So there you are, living an independent life with a very severe impairment, um, and you're using tech and other things to make that. I mean, aside from your adapted home and your adapted car and your support workers, you're using other things, aren't you, to maintain your independence? Let's kick off with the first one. What's the first one that you you see as you know something you use all the time, and without which you'd really miss it? Um, so I, I guess uh, without trying to be a plug for, for Apple, um, it could be any smartphone. But I guess for me, my my iPhone um, is one of the most you know, important devices for me that I literally it's not in my hand. Um, and and the reason for that is um, you know I, I 
it does everything. So it, it connects me to people. Um, yeah. it, it connects me to my work. Um, it connects me to um, you know, social interests that I follow. Um, you know, banking in terms of looking after my money. Um, the social side, kind of like social networking, calendar, you know, emailing people, booking in things to do with friends, you know, having subscriptions to sporting events that I'm going to through my calendar, I can read it, um, and I can also control um, my home from from the phone, and I can look at like, my CCTV, for example, wherever I am, I can answer the doorbell, if, if the doorbell rings, I can adjust the heating, um, so yeah, that, that it really, to be honest, if I didn't have that device um, with me, I, I would be lost, and Weirdly, um, you know, even when I'm sort of, I can't dress myself, so when I'm kind of like on the bed, you know, after my morning sort of shower and mm-hmm. sort of being dressed, it's not that I'm being ignorant to the people that are helping me, but I'm kind of using my phone there and then to look at things like, you know, what, what's the weather going to be like today or what's the, you know, what's the traffic like where I'm going or even just trying to get ahead of the game at work and answer a few quick emails. Yeah. Um, so it really, you know, it really, help me is there I mean, something is there something about i mean i get that and i and i think there would be many people listening who are nodding away because they're doing the same sorts of things but is there something that you use in relation to the iphone that is uh impairment specific or disability specific is there an app yeah, that you use yeah so there's two things on the phone so i have got the the iphone x because right i was starting to find constantly when it locked punching in um a password Difficult, and, with, and because I've got obviously my employment information on my phone for both my career and also the people that work for me, I need to have it pretty well encrypted. Yeah, so kind of standard four or six code. Um, you know, that people use. I I have to put a like an actual phrase in to the phone. So that was sometimes when I'm cold or tired was becoming more difficult. So when they obviously did the, the face recognition, yeah, where it, you know, unlocks from your face. That that although it's a feature that's great for everybody. For me, with a disability, it's obviously added a, an easier way to access. Phone. But I've also used the assistive tech button, so you can you can go into the settings in the accessibility, and you can add like a a little hovering button yeah. to, on the phone. And that I can't lock the phone because I haven't got the strength to lock the phone with my fingers. So I can use that button to lock the phone. I can't take screenshots, and quite often I'll take you know screenshots of images I like, or I'll I'll screenshot um, the meeting agenda that I'm about to go into mm-hmm. so that I can have it easier. And again, I, I can't, I couldn't do that if I had to rely on the physical button. And um, even recently, I've worked out that you can do like Apple Pay and um, download like apps and things from that, that sort of magic floating button. So that that accessibility button for me is really good. So in the accessibility settings on the iPhone. There's a particular yeah, it's touch. Yeah, assistive touch. There's a particular button that you can, that hovers on the screen rather than requiring a physical press. Is that how it works? Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, yeah. you can on the screen when you push that button on the, like the virtual button, it does have a sensitivity, so you can push it a little bit harder and it does extra things. And you can set up your own. Um, I mean, I'm I'm not at the point where I don't I, I need this level of sophistication yet, but my understanding is you can set up common gestures as well of things that you do right um so that you can then access like various apps quicker i, I don't need that level yet but i'm sure in the future um it might be something that comes in really handy 
So for you, um, I mean, the future for you is going to be much less manual dexterity and more voice or light touch where you're just able to touch something and then it works like you've talked about your smart home to a degree, that kind of stuff. So this new wave of smart devices making a big difference to you. Yeah, yeah what, definitely. What, what's your second, what's the second thing out of the box that you you turn to? Yeah. Just slightly before, just literally one thing before that. So the, the only downside with these new phones that they're making them bigger yes. for people. That's making it harder to hold. So in in in, if I was being a hundred percent honest, kind of the latest phones are actually sometimes a bit heavy, and I I drop it more. And a lot of people say, "Me, God, you know, you, you should have kept with the smaller phone." But then the screen's not as good. Yeah. So I think there's a, there's a balance for tech companies to think about all the types of users that they have for their phones, and you know. I think customizable sizes would be something that would be good in the future. Um, mm. Yeah, but moving on to the second thing. So I spoke in the first bit about how my phone connects to various things. So um, about four, probably about six or seven years ago, um, one of my friends um, and my best friend, they, they are um, electrical engineers. They install um, conveyance in systems in in big factories, um, but they're they're big into their technology. And, and one of my friends has got um, a couple um, that are um, they're also disabled and, and wheelchair users. Yeah. And he he'd seen a piece of kit um, that they'd installed in their house called Lightwave RF. And then because he's an engineer himself and a bit of a gadget freak, he, he installed this, this stuff called Lightwave RF. And, and it's called Lightwave. Lightwave RF. Yeah. Okay. Lightwave RF um, was founded by a guy called um, John Shermer, mm-hmm. and Lightwave is is a smart home platform, and it does lighting, sockets, heating, sensors. So, for example, if you have a sensor on your door and you open the door, it can turn on a light automatically. Right, um, or it can you know, turn the heating off, for example. So they they're a smart home company, but when you actually get into the roots of them, um, their their originators are environmental controls mm-hmm. in the sort of seventies and eighties. So they they've entered the smart home market, and they kind of never really, although they've got disability roots, they've moved away from that. So trying to kind of connect the dots, I my friend basically said, yeah, I think. Um, this this stuff would help you in your in your home, and and at the time I was living with my parents, so he came and added this lightwave RF stuff to my bedroom, so I could do things like turn the lights on and off myself. Um, I could turn a socket on, so if my parents had gone to bed and they'd forgotten to turn my wheelchair on charge when I came in at two in the morning or something, I could <laughs> turn the plug on and turn my wheelchair on charge, and it and, and it was really good and, and made a bit of a difference. And then um, I did it in my study. I used to work and then kind of when they moved out and I was kind of in the process of decorating um, I, I kind of could see how this stuff was useful so I kind of kitted the whole house out in terms of sockets and um, power mm-hmm. uh, so sockets and lighting and then um, I I was interested in the heating but I you know heated them a little bit more complicated Yeah. Um, so I, I actually contacted 
and they they came out to the home and did a case study on me around how I use their stuff because I in my email to them I said you know I, I think you're missing a trick here you you're in the smart home world but subliminally this this stuff is great for disabled people and also it looks and blends into the part of your house normally it's not you know some environmental controls are quite clunky looking they don't really look nice in your home so these things just look like normal light switches they don't they don't look like a disability piece of equipment um so i i you know i mentioned that to them and they said oh they'd be interested in coming and doing a case study and then they helped me out with the, the heating um in terms of setting that up and configuring it so i can also control um each room and i can either do that from my phone or from one of my smart voice systems so this... i'm try and not see her name because i'm in a room yeah, where yeah she it's your to me. we call her the a lady yeah yeah, that's right. Am I yeah. right in thinking then? Let me just uh, drill down a bit. So, so you've had all these plug, what, sorry, all these switches put into the house. Yeah. Um, I'm presuming they're at a height you can reach, or are they activated by voice? So, interestingly, so when I when I moved into this house before smart home technology um, was invented, I had all the light switches lowered, even lower than the standard sort of. Equality Act building best practice. I had them at a much lower height for me. Right. But I think you know me, Phil. I don't like the disabled world. Of I like things to be kind of almost like normalised. I don't. Mm. I don't. And so when I redecorated, because of these lights are don't need me. I can do it all on my phone. So I just I open an app on my phone, or I now can voice activate it. Um, I don't need them to be at a height that I can reach. And actually, I find it too difficult now to, to reach a height yes. so I put them all back to the normal height so again if I was to ever in the future move home my home wouldn't be um, if, a, if a non-disabled person was buying it they wouldn't necessarily be cut off by all the lights being down really low they're, they're at the normal height so if they didn't want to use the smart technology they can turn them on still in a traditional way yeah so there is a button you can press but you can also now yep. operate them all with your voice so that means you can operate all your heating controls, all your lighting, various other bits and bobs that are plugged into stuff. You can use, yeah. and it's Lightwave RF, the product that you've yeah. mainly gone with. I yeah. mean, we know there are lots of different types. Does that work? Does the A lady connect to those, and therefore you can? Yeah, seamlessly, yeah. And, and so does the Google lady. Right. And so, and so does um, Siri. Well, they all, all they, they would all work with that system. That's brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. I guess the advantage of that system is that again, if you're if you're if you have a physical disability or maybe you've got a cognitive disability or or the neurodiverse spectrum, if mm. you've got you know various apps for various things, it could become very confusing. This is their, their kind of marketing strap is like one home, one app. Yeah. So you know, I, whilst I can't do everything in my home on it, I am like using two or three apps rather than some of my friends who've got six or seven apps. Yeah, so it's a bit like the days when we, I mean, now it's getting better, but, you know, you had six remotes, one for yeah. your video machine, one for your CD player, one for your telly, one for, you know, now we've got Harmony um, Logitech-type things where you just have the one and it works everything. So what's number yeah. three then? So we've got a smart home powered by a lighting, a lightning RF uh, Lightwave RF, sorry. And w what's the third thing you use that really helps? 
you, you could say her name because I can't. The so, A-Lady. Yeah. So, <laughs> I would yeah, say Amazon that, Echo to my to the listeners. It's the Amazon Echo. But as Ross yeah. says, there are various derivatives. You've got Google, got one, Siri, and so on and so But you're using the, yeah. the Amazon product. Yeah, and I've got the show. And the right. And um, it's becoming, when I first got it, it was a gimmick because everyone, oh, you've got to get one of these. Say you play a song or yes. do something funny. It was a bit of a gimmick. Mm. And then Lightwave, who I've just spoke about, yep. they announced that their their, their platform is compatible with it. So with skill enablement, I was able to suddenly start saying, you know, turn on the lights in this room and mm. turn up the heating in that room. Um, so that's become that that's made that if I haven't got my phone in my hand, um, it's great. That actually helps me at times connect back with what's going on and not having a phone in my hand all the time buzzing and you know distracting me yeah um what's really good in in how the a baby has developed um is that you can now between rooms if you've got stops in each room mm-hmm. you could use it as an intercom yes so up until 18 months ago I'd, i have to be turned sometimes at night or i'm too hot I need a drink, and I'd have to either shout really loudly and hope that my um, TAs would, would hear me, or I'd have to hold my mobile phone all night in my sleep, which would probably not help me with the greatest sleep, yeah. and then ring the house phone to kind of like alert them that I needed help. But now I can say to the device, just drop in in a yep. particular room, yeah, and it, it opens an intercom. So that's that's quite amazing. Um, that has changed things completely. Um, one of my carers won't like me saying this, but one of them's a real heavy sleeper, so it's it made a massive difference for that. Um, <laughs> Can you it, plug it in a very loud song before it? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I still feel a bit apprehensive about saying it because sometimes you think, "Oh God, it's so like it makes like a ding." Yes, yes, so, yes, yeah. yeah. Um, but like you know, kind of like the alarm clock is good on it for me. Again, you know, we just going to say before I get to sleep, you know. Times I need to get up. Okay, um, it integrates with. Um, I use a system called AnyList. Um, Say that again. AnyList. AnyList. So I use an app called AnyList where I can do shopping lists. I've got you. I can yeah. write reminders for myself. Yeah. Um, if I've got, if I'm going on holiday, I can do like a packing list for my suitcase. Yeah. Um, but the great thing about it is I can say out loud, you know, add, you know, mustard to my yeah. shopping list. Yeah. And it does that, and that automatically goes on my phone. But also, that's shared with my my team on their smartphones as well. Right. So they, if they're out and about and they see me add something, they can pick it up for me. Right. So um, while they're out or, doing your shopping for you, they yeah. can. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, or even if they're even if they're not at work and they happen to be doing their own shopping, they might look at it and go, oh, "I'm in Tesco's. I see you need um, you know mustard. Shall I pick you some up?" Mm. Um, and also, I can also assign. I've created like lists in terms of things that we need to get done throughout the week or what's happening, so I can share those lists. And I can just, as they come into my mind, if I haven't got my phone in my hand, I can just say, you know, "Hey, put it on this person's list. Or put it on that person's list." Right. So, it, yeah, it's become become very part, very much part of the house. And I think you know the other you know really useful thing again is um, you know I can check my commute. Tells me like um, whether the trains are on time, and I haven't 
worked it brilliantly, but I think you can also ask London TFL. There's an app called like Up Down London. Mm-hmm. It tells you what lifts are out of order. Oh. Okay. So I've never, I've managed to have it working a couple of times. Um, and, uh, and I think the app's still in, I think the skill is still being developed. Right. It'll come, won't it? It'll certainly come. Yeah. I mean, I use, I've got similar thing and, and I find it very useful in the mornings for, as you say, the alarm call, but also to then get onto your favourite radio station and just listen to the music or play play yeah. what music you've got on your iPhone while you're getting up. I mean, these aren't, yeah. they're not dis- disability related, but they, they just make it, particularly for someone like yourself where using your hands is a struggle, particularly when nobody's got you up out of bed yet and all that kind of thing. That These these gadgets, well, well, what can from I say, a, Ross? Well, I mean, is there yeah. anything you want well, to I, add? Well, I'd say from a vulnerable person point of view as well, they really, they do, they do, you know, I can now, there's two things you can do. So I can see through the, the cameras who's at the front door because yes. the show yeah. connects to that. So again, I I feel safe. Yeah. And also, one of the, a lot of disabled people or elderly people, um, they have the assistance called Lifeline. Yes. And you wear like a pendant around your neck. That's right, yeah. Um, and and I'm, I'm giving out a trade secret. And, uh, you know, I'd like to go and speak to um, the Amazon of this world. I think product here that they've developed without really knowing about it but when you plug in the one of their latest devices is called the connect yeah and it basically you plug your phone line into the connect and then you can it turns the device into a phone line as well right you can without having to pick up that in without having to pick up the house phone um, if i dropped my mobile and i was on my own or one of the carers had an accident i didn't have my phone in my hand, I could say, call the emergency services or call my mum, call dad or call a friend to kind of raise the alarm. Yeah, yeah. Really I had a, I had a, we had Alice Maynard on the podcast and she talked about using Skype linked to the A-Lady. So all of her support workers have a Skype app on their phones or their desktops, laptops, tablets and so on. And if she has an emergency and she lives a very similar lifestyle to you in the sense she's on her own and so on, quite severe. She's got the same condition as you, actually. Um, she just gets the Skype. She says to the A-Lady, Skype, whoever it is, and it does exactly the same thing. She's not using the Connect, but that's uh, very useful. Okay, well, we must begin to uh, draw this to a close. So so we've had, we've obviously had the... Uh, the, the the ubiquitous iPhone, but you're using that in all sorts of ways, and we'll put links to all of these things on the show notes when we when we release the the podcast. You're also using your um, the Lightwave RF system in your house to control the lights and various things of that sort. And finally, we're looking at the um, the A Lady and what she does in terms of voice control around the house and so on. I mean, fabulous, really, really interesting stuff. So, Ross, um, can I say thank you so much for giving us your time, sharing those uh, thoughts and ideas with us, and um, keep in touch, and um, I'll make sure that everything you've told us, the links to all the things you've shared, will be on the show notes so people can get to them. So thanks very much indeed, Ross. It's been really helpful. Thank you. Thanks. Happy to, happy to help. Brilliant. Take care. Thanks for listening, everyone, and I hope you enjoyed the show. If you're a disabled person and want to appear on the podcast to share your thoughts and ideas about the gear, gadgets and gizmos that you use, 
then send me an email at brinkburn at gmail.com. Thanks once again, and I look forward to you joining me again for the next edition of Gear, Gadgets and Gizmos.